are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Welcome back to The From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and today we are talking about flavorites. For me, really exciting cooking and breakthroughs in your homemade meals that will elevate what you make next comes from really tuning in to your flavor favorites. And that's really hard to say, flavor favorites. So I'm just going to call it flavorites. Let's explore. Close your eyes and ask yourself, what are my top five favorite flavors? Try to really listen to your body and taste each one that comes to mind instead of thinking too hard about what it might be. Think about fruit. What is your favorite fruit? Greens, vegetables, Which ones get you really excited if you really imagine the taste of it? What do you get excited about if it appears in your salad at a restaurant that you hadn't really thought about how much you liked? When you have a nice sauce, what are the flavors that stand out for you in it? I take a moment to think about this from time to time. I find that it helps me when I'm feeling stuck and I feel uninspired to cook. I actually think your body can tell you lots of things you had forgot that you might want. Now, you might be listening to this and wanting to shout at me, but what if all I can think of is beer and chocolate and donuts? Well, that's fine. We have those days. But I'm going to guess that those are not necessarily your favorites. They are cravings or they are something that you think that you want because you're not really meant to have it. And there's all this shame and curiosity about the stuff that we're not really meant to have. And we think that that's what we really want. That's a whole other thing, which we will talk about more soon. But I think there are other things in nature that get your taste buds much more excited than the things that we know don't do great stuff for our bodies. That being said, If you want a donut, have a donut. If you need some inspiration, one thing that can be great to do is to go to your spice cupboard and open some of the spice jars. Smell them. What smells are you feeling excited about today? What can you make today that celebrates those aromas? If you really listen to your body and what it wants, I also think there is a great chance that you will be tuned into things that will make you feel good. This is touching on what is called intuitive eating, which is a whole big topic, which I will touch on more from time to time. But essentially, it is about trusting your body to tell you what it needs and that it will make good choices. I'll give you an example. When I take a moment to think about my favorites, I'm very rarely inspired to cook with meat. I often turn to meat when I can't think of anything interesting to cook and I just want to feel full. And a nice meat-based meal, for those of us who eat meat, can be lovely, of course, but it's often the spices and the accompanying flavours that make the meal great. 
So when I cook with my favourites, I often make a vegetarian or even vegan meal, and my body usually feels pretty good afterwards. So to get you started, I'm going to share some of my favourites. Yours might be, or probably will be, entirely different. Or you might recognise a couple. Rocket. Honestly, I could eat rocket all day. I never get tired of that fresh, peppery, gorgeous flavour that is so unlike anything else. Asparagus, I love it. It's crunchy, kind of rooty. It's a hard one to describe, but if you love it too, you know what I mean. Grapes. Grapes are sweet, but in such a grown-up way. I love grapes as a snack. They are weirdly filling, I find, as a garnish in a savoury dish or as a topping on a dessert. Or, of course, in liquid form. Yes, I do love wine very much. I also put grapes in my salads and it really adds that bit of sweetness without going too far. Nuts. I mean, I talked about nuts a couple of weeks ago, but honestly, there is not a nut I don't love. And toasted or roasted just brings out those incredible flavours and aromas that I adore. And I use nuts in my cooking all the time. Coffee. Quality coffee, freshly ground beans, nothing like it. The smell, I mean, come on. Not just as a drink, but also incorporated in desserts. I love it. Apples, ideally straight off an apple tree in the autumn. And the best alternative is cooking apples for me. Or maybe my favourite thing in the whole world. There isn't a thing they can't be used for. As a topping on your porridge or fluffy pancakes, baked in the oven with a nice piece of fish. Yes, I said fish. Or, of course, in a cake or a pie. If you are not excited about apples, just try different varieties. All apples are not the same. Many of the ones you buy in the shops are way too flowery and sweet. So do try different types if apples is not something that really excites you. Finally, for today, I have many more flavourites, but I'm going to leave you to find out what yours are now. Celery. Celery holds so much flavour for me. I love the crunchy texture too. It adds so much aroma and flavour to a Sunday roast or raw in a salad. It's brilliant in a soup. Celery salt is great as seasoning in lots of dishes. I discovered this when studying the labels of lots of ready-made spice mixes I loved, where I couldn't put my finger on what made them so tasty. And almost every time there was celery salt or some kind of celery flavouring. So now I've bought my own celery salt, which you can get at a normal shop. I got it from Sainsbury's and you can put it in your cooking You can thank me later. These are just a few examples. And looking at what I've listed there, it's very clear to me that I have started cooking with these ingredients more after recognising them as some of my favourites. The combination possibilities are endless when you cook with stuff that you have pinpointed that you absolutely love. So what are some of your favourites and how do you cook with them? Do you feel the difference between your favourites and your cravings? Do share your thoughts on Instagram. If you post yourself, then tag me at the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. Now, let's get on to today's recipe, which is scrumptious low carb chicken and the tastiest broccoli salad you'll ever make.
If you want a low-carb, delicious dinner, honestly, this broccoli salad is the easiest way to have people go, you are an amazing cook, and only you know how easy it was to make. As always, don't ignore this recipe if you don't eat meat. I'm going to talk about making this broccoli salad with a chicken breast today, but veggie and vegan alternatives will be suggested at the end, so stay with me. Cutting down on carbs is really not my thing. But sometimes my partner asks politely if we can have something a little bit less carb heavy for dinner. And it's certainly not a bad idea. So not only is it, of course, helpful if you're trying to keep your weight down, but it can also be lovely, especially if you're having dinner quite late, to not go to bed with that heavy feeling that you can get from carbs. A well-seasoned oven-baked chicken breast is so simple and delicious But I will be totally honest here, the queen of this recipe is this gorgeous broccoli salad that I'm going to teach you. If you want to make this recipe veggie or vegan, as I said, I will suggest some alternatives to the chicken breast at the end. But honestly, the easiest way to make this vegetarian is to only make the salad. And it's going to be all you need. You can add a few more of the different nuts and seeds suggested in the recipe instead of choosing just one to up the protein, for example. It's so much more exciting than you might think. So give it a try and let me know how you got on. This is the recipe for your scrumptious low-carb chicken and legendary broccoli salad for two people. You need two chicken breasts, one tablespoon of soy sauce, a pinch of salt and pepper, seasoning, you want a pinch of all of these, but they're all optional and can be swapped for your favourites. So my suggestions would be smoked paprika, thyme, brown sugar, chilli powder and sesame seeds. So that's just a pinch or a little bit more of each of those. For the broccoli salad, you want one broccoli head, half an onion, about half a cup of mayonnaise, a tablespoon or a bit more of apple cider vinegar, one tablespoon of honey, one teaspoon of English mustard, a handful of sunflower seeds or pumpkin seeds works too, a handful of dried cranberries. If you don't have cranberries, you can add some raisins, a pinch of salt and pepper to taste and a pinch of dill to taste. I recommend that you do the broccoli salad first. It really helps if you have time to put it in the fridge for a bit or at least to one side so the liquids can soak up and attach more to the broccoli. It's so lovely. So cut the florets of the broccoli and put them in a colander. Boil some water and pour it slowly over the florets. I love it when the broccoli is still raw and really crunchy. Now, if you like the broccoli a bit softer, then you can put them in a saucepan and let them soak in the boiled water for a bit longer before you rinse it out in the colander. But keep in mind that broccoli goes soft very quickly and you want the florets to be hard enough to mix in the salad without falling apart completely. You rinse with cold water and then you leave them to cool in the colander. In a medium large bowl, mix the mayonnaise, apple cider vinegar, honey and mustard together. You mix in the cranberries, the onion and the seeds and add some salt, pepper and dill to taste. When the broccoli has cooled down, mix it in with everything else in the bowl and mix it really well. Put it in the fridge or to the side if you don't want it too cold. So let's get on to the chicken. 
Set the oven for 200 degrees Celsius. If you have a fan-assisted oven, then 180 will probably do. You cover the breasts in olive oil on both sides and you put on a baking sheet. In a small bowl, you mix together the soy sauce, the salt and pepper, and the other seasoning. The brown sugar is really nice to give the top of the chicken breast a little crunch because it caramelizes. But as you are using honey for the salad, it might be easier to recipe-wise just use honey instead. You only need a tiny bit. It's up to you. Now brush the mix that you've made all over the tops of the chicken breasts and put them in the oven for about 15 to 20 minutes. If you have a meat thermometer, which is very helpful to make sure that you're not undercooking or overcooking meat, you can check the internal temperature on the chicken because all ovens are different. It's perfect when it's just over 74 degrees inside. As the chicken is nearly done, then get the broccoli salad and dish it out on the two plates and add a chicken breast to each plate. That's it. A lovely, crunchy, cool salad with a juicy, flavorful, piping hot chicken breast. Now for some vegetarian options, tofu would work perfectly with this salad. You can use the same seasoning and you can cook the tofu in the oven or you can fry it if you prefer. Cauliflower is another lovely option with the same seasoning on top. Cauliflower cooks really beautifully in the oven. And as I said before, the salad is so good that you can easily just have it completely on its own. So for my vegans, a teaspoon of sugar can substitute the honey in the salad. And for mayonnaise, vegan mayonnaise is, of course, totally fine. You can even make your own from scratch. I'd love to hear and see how you got on. This is one of my favorite recipes. Did you make both the chicken and the salad or just one of them? Did you change anything? Share your recipe with me on Instagram and tag the From Scratch Body and hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.